listening to the Art of Fulfillment podcast. We interview the world's most fulfilled people to share with you the strategies, techniques, and ideas that can help you master your own art of fulfillment. Life isn't about external success. It's all about fulfillment. Or in other words, how you feel about yourself when you are by yourself. What's up, everyone? It's Joe Corsione here for a solo cast episode of The Art of Fulfillment. I can't believe that it's been over a year of The Art of Fulfillment podcast, and we've grown so well thanks to all of you guys' support for sharing the podcast, for reviewing it. All those things have helped us to reach as many people as we can right now, and um, we're continuing to grow, which is so awesome because... We really want to spread the message of how to create fulfillment in your life because that is what we are truly going after. So for those of you who are just joining us for the first time, my name is Joe Corsione here. I am a self-improvement coach and podcast host and creator of The Art of Fulfillment here. And I started up this podcast because I had a background where I was simply chasing money. I was addicted to drugs. I was not chasing the right things in life. And when I came to a realization that what we're really searching for in life is fulfillment, or in other words, how we feel about ourselves when we are by ourselves, that inspired me to create a podcast surrounding fulfillment. And that's why you're here. You're here because you were intrigued by the concept of fulfillment and you're searching for that deeper meaning and satisfaction in life that goes beyond achieving any sort of monetary amount or material thing or friends or power or whatever like that you're really thinking about how to create a meaningful life and that is what I've dedicated my life to and not only that but helping others create a meaningful life for themselves and you know although I can say that you know my life is very very meaningful to me and I've created this life um, that I that I'm really proud of I know that it's something that I had to create and I believe that if one person can do it, then anyone can do it. And that's why I created this podcast so I can give you the tips, techniques, and strategies from not only myself, but others in life who have created fulfillment because it's an art. It's not a science. It's different to everybody, but there are key principles that really all align around common people who are fulfilled, or I should say that are common in people that are fulfilled in their lives. And so that's why we created this podcast. Anywho. Let's get right into today's topic. So today's topic is a really, really important one. It's one that's talked about, I would say a decent amount, but I don't think it's explained as well um, by many people. And so I want to really explain my point of view on it because this is a topic when I first heard it, I didn't really understand it. I didn't know how to apply it. And then once I really started digging deeper into this concept, I realized how powerful it was and the way to shift it um, has just become a process that has not only changed my life, but has made me uh, feel much better about myself when I'm by myself, aka feeling more fulfilled. And so that's why I want to talk about it with you. And so we're talking today about beliefs, beliefs. Now I'm not talking about religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs or anything like that. I'm talking about the general beliefs that we have about the world, about other people and about ourselves. Because think about it like this, our world And our reality is determined by the beliefs we have about those things. This is why the same exact event to one person will mean something completely different to another person. 
even though it's the same exact event, one event might totally stress the hell out of a person, and then another event might excite another person, right? The classic example, and I think I've mentioned it on this podcast, but I'll mention it again because it's really, really worthwhile, is flying on a plane. Let's just say you had a belief that flying on a plane was dangerous, okay? So you have two people. One of them believes that flying is dangerous, and the other one just says flying is just a normal thing, right? It's just whatever. They've been on a flight many times before. They know it's safe. They just see flights as whatever. So when they're both on the plane and turbulence hits, the one person who thinks that flying is dangerous is going to start to freak out, is going to start feeling stress, is going to feel anxiety, is going to start to say, oh my gosh, this is terrible, while the other person is just going to ignore it basically and not really associate any negative meaning to it and is going to feel neutral about it, right? It's the same exact event, but different beliefs about those things because our world and our the way that we feel about things are not determined by the actual facts. They're determined by our perceptions of the facts. And our perceptions of the facts are molded by our beliefs. What are our beliefs about the world? What are the beliefs about other people? And what are the beliefs about ourselves? So, how are our beliefs really formed in our lives? There are three ways that beliefs are essentially formed in our lives. Number one... More times than not, they're formed by repetition. And what I mean by that is that when we're exposed to something over and over and over again, it essentially starts to wire in all, into our brains, right? I'm going to get a little science, a little technical here, but, but hear me out. This is very, very important. Whenever something happens in your brain or you do an action or something makes you feel a certain way, it cr actually creates a neural connection. And that neural connection is just like a thin little string it's very flimsy. It's not very, you know, wired in your brain yet. It's just there. It's created. But the more times you expose yourself to that thing, to that event, or to that trigger, whatever that might be, the neural connection starts to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And the strongest neural connections in your brain are going to be the ones that fire more often, or that activate more often, or that become more certain in your mind, right? The way that I kind of think about it is like, imagine there is a bunch of snow on the ground, like a fresh just coating of snow. Let's just say it was, you know, six inches from the night before. And one person goes and walks through that thing and basically creates footprints in there. Now, there's only a little bit of footprints. It's a little easier to walk through than it was before, but it's still not the easiest to walk through. Then all of a sudden, another person walks through that same path in the snow and creates even more footprints, and then another person, and then another person, and then another person. Over time, the more people that walk through that thing make an easier path to walk through because they're patting it down, right? They're exposing that snow to feet and pressure of their feet, putting down, making an easier pathway to go through. The same thing goes for your brain. When you expose something over and over and over and over again to it, it's going to create the neural connection to be much thicker and much easier to transmit. And the brain likes to transmit the strongest neural connections um, because it's the easiest path forward. The brain likes to conserve energy. It's going to take the path of least resistance. It's going to take the strongest neural connections, right? So repetition is what makes those neural connections so strong over and over again. So usually we get the repetitive beliefs wired into our brains when we are children because our brains are the most malleable at that point. The more, the, it's in like learning mode. We're kind of like a little 
unformed, so to say. We're not totally blank slates, but that's another conversation. But we are so receptive to new information at that age and our brain is developing. So when we get the repetitive experience of something over and over again as a kid, it's more likely to form into a belief. And here's a classic example, one that uh, is personal to me. And I'm not talking bad about my parents here. They were doing everything they can to really um, help me out. But I just want to give this as an objective example because this is very common amongst, um, you know, millennials and, and people in general. So when, when I was growing up as a kid, every time that I got a bad grade in school, I would be punished by my parents and, uh, like they would either take away TV or not let me hang out with my friends or not let me play video games. Um, but I always knew that if I failed on an exam or I failed on a homework or whatever it was, it would equal some sort of punishment. Now, when our brain gets exposed to something that leads to pain over and over and over again, it's going to associate something with pain or that thing that keeps being exposed to you to pain. So in this instance, I was associating failure to pain. So it led to the belief in my mind that if I failed, it would be bad. And so it led to a fear of failure, right? Our beliefs define our fears. Our beliefs define our motivations. They define pretty much everything in our life and what we go for. So because I had a belief that failure equals pain and failure equals bad, I had a crippling sense of fear fear of failure um, later in my life. And I had to do a lot of work to untangle that, which I'm going to talk about how to later. But that is one example of how repetition, especially in your childhood, can form a belief. And I want you to think about, hmm, is there something that happened over and over in my childhood again that, that created a belief in my life? And here's one thing that's just the craziest thing, is that our brain is just making these rules to be more efficient. It's not that they're right. They're not right. Because if you really think about it, failure is not something that is horrible. Failure is something that is actually amazing because you learn from it. You learn after failure and then you can use that to actually get better. So logically, failure seems like a great thing. However... Our brain usually takes something out of proportion because pain and pleasure is such a huge driving force. And the brain will do whatever it takes to avoid pain and gain pleasure. So it's going to create these rules that aren't logical in order to be more efficient and to keep you, quote unquote, safe from pain. So we're getting a little off track there, but I just want that to keep into your mind saying just because the brain makes these beliefs and these rules for you does not mean they're right. So again, number one, the first way the beliefs are made is through repetition. Number two is extreme emotional experiences. So whereas we just talked about how when you do something over and over and over again, it's going to create a belief. If you have an extreme emotional experience, it is also going to lead to the creation of a belief. So for example, if you get into a car and you're in the passenger seat with someone and you get into a just this horrible car accident. No one dies, but like it was a very traumatic experience and most really terrible car accidents are for people. That person, because it was such an intense emotional experience, I mean, just think about it, being in a car and then all of a sudden, boom, you just get hit by someone or the person hits into a guardrail or whatever it is. That thing really shocks you to your emotional core and you're feeling like all these intense emotions about the event. That person might develop a belief that says getting into a car with anyone else but myself behind the wheel is dangerous. And so now every time they, they, they refuse to get into the car with other people or they get so anxious and nervous every single time they're in the car with that person because that intense emotional experience wired that belief in them 
And because it was such intense pain that they got from that experience, again, pain is what usually conditions a lot of negative beliefs in our lives or positive beliefs, which I will talk about in a second. Um, it will create a neural connection that's so strong right off the bat because emotion is the fuel of your neural connections, right? It's, and it's like, think about it like this, like you can have a deluge of water in one instance, or you can have little drips, but if you have little drips over three years, it's going to create the same amount of water than if you had the deluge all at once. Does that kind of make sense? So those are the two things um, that really help to, that really create your beliefs is, is um, repetition and emotional intensity. And then a third way that kind of falls into both places it's definitely more repetition but think about like society like society cultures us into thinking certain things whether it's the media or advertising or or our parents or the town that we live in right by just surrounding ourselves with people who have the same amount of beliefs tend to limit our view of the world and because we like to think that our immediate world is what the universe is we know that's not true, but think about it. Like, are there beliefs like in your society or in your town that you grow up in that um, don't apply to the real objective world? Like, I know many people who grew up in really small towns where like no one has gone on to have like super successful careers. So because of that, and people say, well, you know, if you're from here, like you're only going to get as far as you're, you know, as far as the most successful person here, which isn't that far at all. Then you might have the belief like saying, oh, because I came from this town, I'm not going to, you know, go far in my career. Or because I failed in school, in high school, um, I'm not going to, you know, have a successful career, right? We, we get these societal beliefs that wire into ourselves and we think that they're so certain, but they're really not. And it's mostly because we've had, um, ex you know, repetition of those beliefs over and over again because we live in those societies. So... Those are the things that really create our beliefs. And the most crazy thing is we generally don't question our beliefs. We don't question it. It's like the matrix. I love this. Tom Billy uses this analogy and it's, it's perfect. Like the matrix is, you know, to many people in the movie, reality. People think that it's reality, but really there is a whole nother world outside of the matrix and it's actually a simulation and the simulation whatever happens in it can be a result of how you shift your mind and use your mind and and make what's in it right like neo once he realizes that the matrix is the matrix he's able to do all this crazy shit like do backflips and slow down time and be stretchy and do all that stuff it's a great fucking movie man gotta watch it um but in the end of the day, what I'm saying is like, if we can question our beliefs, we can start to get rid of them and we can start to say, are these things serving me or are they not? Because if you're facing self-sabotage in your life, if you're facing lack of confidence, if you're facing crippling fear, if you're not going for your goals, if you're putting off the things that you know you want to do, it's driven by some sort of limiting belief or limiting beliefs that you have in your life. And we're not aware of those beliefs. We're not aware of the glasses that are tinting the way that we see our lives. Right? So what we have to do is we have to learn how to question our beliefs. And it is possible to question our beliefs. Although our beliefs are something that we believe to be so certain, and that's what a belief is. It's something that we believe that to be certain, we can learn how to get rid of them. But first, before we learn how to get rid of them, I just want to give you a quick 
just little mini, you know, lesson on how to actually become aware of our beliefs because it can become really, really tough to do it. So the first and foremost ways that I usually like to say to become aware of our beliefs is notice what triggers you. What triggers you in your days, right? Is there something that some people say that just totally sets you off and leaves you angry or gets you anxious, right? Or are, are there certain things in your life that totally make you sad for some reason or you can't really pin a reason why? Sit down and actually journal out, why did this thing make me sad? Why did this thing make me angry? Why did this thing make me feel this certain way? Why am I scared of this thing, right? And although those things can be you know, hard to answer in the moment because your emotions are flying, if you could take the time to just relax, you know, take five deep breaths, get into a calm state, and ask yourself in a place where your emotions aren't riling up, you can usually get to an answer. And I teach you how to do, you know, this process without foolproof, you know, just totally in depth in my Conquering Stress Masterclass, which you can enroll in at www.conqueringstressclass.com. But it's a very simple process that all you need to do is, is literally just notice what triggers you and then start to ask yourself, why is this thing triggering us? Because more times we just kind of take it as face value and we just respond immediately to the shitty feeling that we get. Whether it's, you know, someone cutting us off or someone, um, you know, asking us to do a favor or giving us an opportunity, like a great job or something, and we just feel anxiety. And you're like, dude, this is a great opportunity. Why is it giving me so much anxiety? Right? We can backtrack the belief, right? And ask, why is this thing bothering us? Right? And the, a great way to build this more self-awareness is through meditation, which, you know, is not in the scope of this podcast topic, but... You just got to really just be aware of what sets you off and backtrack those things. And when you do that, you can really get to the negative beliefs that are holding you back in life. What are some common negative beliefs that people have? Um, I'll list some here. I won't go into an extensive list, but, you know, maybe if there are beliefs that totally, as you can hear the beeping in the background, I don't know if you can, but my my dinner is going off. (laughs) Anyways, here are some of the um, most common negative beliefs that people have. Number one, I am not enough. And I think a lot of people start to feel this in their life, but for more people than not, or some people I should say, it's more prevalent than others. So I am not enough is one. Failure leads to um, pain, right? That's one. That's that's one that people have. Uh, I will always get rejected. That is a common negative belief that people have. Um, I'm too young. That's for all you millennials listening out there. I'm too young. I'm too old too. That is another one. Um, Success will lead to pain. Now, I know that one might be like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Success leads to pain? Think about it. Like, there are some people who grow up with really successful parents who they see them and they're super stressed out all the time or maybe their marriage falls through the cracks and they associate that thing with success, meaning is is going to lead to bad things, is going to lead to uh, relationship breakdowns, going to lead to high anxiety, going to lead to stress, right? Because that's what they know and that's what they've seen. So that's why some people will self-sabotage themselves when they are on the path to success because deep down they, they have a belief that success equals pain. Even though, you know, they're like, I want to be successful. If you have that belief deep down that success equals pain, you will self-sabotage yourself and you're not going to get to it towards the path that you want. If you're feeling stuck in your life, again, assess the belief that's probably holding you back subconsciously. It all happens in our subconscious. So that's a, that's a, I shouldn't say a common belief, but it's one that people listen to and they're like, what the fuck? But it's definitely very, very real. Another belief that people have is I need to hold it all together in order to receive love. 
right? Are you a peacekeeper? Do you always feel like you have to be in control of things? Maybe you have that belief. Um, another belief is that my traits and abilities are fixed. This one fucked me up. So, for example, you might believe that, you know, because you're either born intelligent or you're not. You're either born athletic or you're not. You're either born confident or you're not. And I know from studying people that that's not true. And if that doesn't convince you, I mean, let me totally convince you. Because I was born someone who was picked last all the fucking time in gym class because I was so unathletic. I was born naturally unathletic. But just because I was born that way doesn't mean that I will forever be that way. And that was a belief that I had was if I was born a certain way, I'm going to be that way forever. And that's just the way it is. Oh, fuck me, right? But once I change my belief to traits are malleable, the human can learn anything they set their mind to as long as they're willing to pay the price for practice and greatness. Then I went out and became an ultra distance runner. It's pretty, pretty fucking nuts, right? I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that to show you that the, you can literally have any trait that you want. So if that's a belief that's holding your back, back, which is traits and, and qualities are fixed. And if I was born a certain way, that's the way I'm going to be for my last of life. It's a load of bullshit, my friend. So those are some common beliefs. Um, you can also, if you just type up most common negative beliefs on Google, there's going to be a bunch that come up, um, and they can help you to prompt your thinking of, wait, maybe that's a belief that's holding me back. Maybe that's why I fear failure. Maybe that's why I don't have self-confidence in myself, right? So those are some most common negative beliefs. So now the moment you've all been waiting for, and I totally commend you for sticking through this. We're 20 minutes into this episode and we had to do a lot of groundwork because if you don't understand beliefs, again, it's something that... A lot of people don't question on a day-to-day basis. If you don't understand the background and how they're wired in it, it becomes harder to, to wire them out because we tend to realize that most of the beliefs that we have in our lives aren't serving us and we have to get rid of them. And so it is possible to get rid of them. Even though we feel certain about them now, we can get rid of them because let me ask you a question. Was there something that you believed growing up when you were, you know, in elementary school, that you would look back at now and be like, why the fuck did I believe in that thing? That's absolutely ridiculous, right? I bet there's a few things that, you know, you believe in, like Santa Claus. Here's a perfect fucking example. And sorry to spill the beans if you still believe in Santa Claus, which I know you don't. It's just an attempt for me to be funny, whatever. (laughs) But Santa Claus, right? When we were kids, we believed Santa Claus was true. We believe that a giant fat man went around to every single fucking house in the world, fit down a chimney, ate five cookies in every single house, and somehow didn't have diabetes, and left presents, you know, across every single house. We believe that as a kid. But now that we're older, and we understand life, and physics, and health, (laughs) we know that the concept of Santa Claus is absolutely ridiculous, right? And so we say that belief, um, you know, is is just garbage. And so what happened was when we got new information, we started to create doubt about that prior belief to the point where we think that belief is ridiculous. Therefore, what we need to do is create doubt in the limiting beliefs that we currently have so much so over time, repetitively, with emotional intensity over and over again. And surround ourselves with people who also believe those things. So that we can create new beliefs that replace the limiting beliefs. And ultimately, 
develop beliefs that create fulfillment in our lives. So what do I mean by that? So how do we actually do this? What does the process look like? There's one simple process of repetition, but again, it's a longer process. It's one that takes a long time to do, but it does work nonetheless, is that when you start to feel the belief or you identify the belief, write down every single thing that goes against that belief. So for example, if your belief is that, you know, I am not enough, write down all the amazing things that you've accomplished in your life. Like for example, for me, I had this belief. I had the belief that I was not enough. I believe had the belief that I was no good. And this led to a lack of self-confidence, lack of self-esteem, lack of me going out and actually pursuing my goals, a whole bunch of shit. And if this sounds like you, I feel you, man, or woman, whoever, whoever you are, I feel you. I feel you if you have that belief. And what I did was like for a year straight, I wrote down all the amazing things that I accomplished in my day. Whatever it was, even if it was something small, if it was like, oh, I made my bed this morning or I ate healthy today, I stuck with my diet, I went to the gym, I made progress on my business, I made progress on my podcast, I connected with this person, I did something nice to this person and I just wrote every single day the amazing thing that I did because I knew that if I do that, I would show myself that I am enough, that I do matter, that I can make an impact in the world, that my belief is bullshit because I'm creating doubt because I'm actually living it every single day. So if you can just write every single day the things that create doubt in your negative belief, you're start to going to look at that belief and be like, that's fucking ridiculous. That is not true and I'm not going to believe it anymore because I have all this evidence that goes against it. Right? That's such a powerful process. Here's a second way to do it. You need to do things that create doubt in the belief. You need to do things that create doubt in it. So for example... Like, if you believe that failure equals pain, you have to go and put yourself in situations that actually may yield failure. Now, I'm not saying go out and just fail. No. What I'm saying is go out and do things that there are some risks of failure. But things that you've always wanted to do where the thought and fear of failure has held you back in your life. And side note, if you want to learn how to use failure as your advantage, we have a solo cast episode that you can go back and listen to that actually tells you the process of how to use failure as your advantage um, if you want to learn more about that. But regardless, put yourself in situations where you're set up to, not set up to fail, but could fail or, or you're scared of failing so that you can see that A, if you do fail, you're not actually going to die. And B, when you do fail, you're actually going to learn something that helps you move forward in your life. And then you create doubt that failure equals pain because you're like, fuck, this thing helped me out. Right? Put yourself in situations that go against your belief. For example, if success equals bad, like if that's a belief that you have, get successful at something and look at all the great things that come from it. Right? So you got to put yourself in situations that counteract your negative belief because, again, that creates more doubt. So that's a process that you have to do every single day in order to get those repetition things that ultimately help you to, um, you know, form that positive belief. Here's another thing that is really, really works for me, and that is look at people who essentially live out the positive opposite of the negative belief that you have. So for example, if you had the belief that traits and um, identities and abilities are fixed, go look at the people who have proved that belief wrong. 
and have done the opposite of that belief, which is traits are malleable. You can learn anything that you like set your mind to in life. Um, like for example, like Michael Jordan got cut from his high school basketball team, but through practice and discipline and hard work, he became Michael Jordan. He made that guy. He wasn't born Michael Jordan. He actually went out and made it. He went and put in the reps and the shots and everything like that to become who he was. Like for here's a personal example. So I, um, was born with ADHD as you, many of you know, um, and uh, I was prescribed Adderall for years uh, up to the point where it became actually a, a physical dependence on the thing. And I thought I was fucked. I thought I was like, shit, like every time I don't take this thing, like it's really fucking hard. I'm not going to be able to get through it. And one thing that really helped me to get through it was actually going online, going to Reddit, going on these forums and seeing the stories of people who actually went off Adderall and maintained a sense of focus and drive and energy that they had when they were taking the drug. And once I just read that over and over and over again, repetition, remember, I started to realize that it was possible. It was possible. And so I did whatever it takes to to do it because I had the belief that I could do it at that point. And it allowed me to, you know, get to the point where I'm sitting here and I'm about a year sober and I love it. And it's awesome. So look at the examples in real life of your belief taking hold. Right, Because, again, if you're in a society or a location where everyone believes a certain thing and that's the only thing that you have in terms of your reference for the world, then guess what? You're going to believe that thing. But if you open up your references and start seeing different things, you're going to ultimately um, create a new belief. And Tony Robbins says this excellently is that you can think of your beliefs as a table and the legs that are holding up that table as your references to the beliefs. So for example, if your table is I'm not enough and you have the reference of, oh, I failed at this one thing in fifth grade as one of your legs. And then another leg is like, oh, like I can't get any, any cute boys in my life or cute girls, right? Those are the tables. If you can knock down those references and replace them with, you know, references of people who are going out that doing that thing, or if you go out and do that thing and prove that belief wrong, you're going to knock out those table legs and ultimately crash down that table. And then you can build a new table with new references, um, all the things that you see from other people or the things that you've acted out in your life. That's a great illustration. I love it. I just remembered it right now. That's why I said it so late in the podcast, but, um, it's one to keep in mind for sure. So here's another way to do your beliefs. And this is one where you can do it pretty um, instantly. I shouldn't say instantly, but quicker than doing the small actions every single day, like building new references and creating doubt. All that stuff can be a process. But here's a really powerful process. Um, It is a little painful, but no pain, no gain, right? So um, (laughs) you got to do the hard things in life in order to, you know, if you really want to make massive, massive change. And this is one where... There definitely is um, some short-term pain, but the long-term fulfillment um, ultimately is there. So you think of the belief. This is called the Dickens strategy, by the way. And um, I learned this at, again, a Tony Robbins seminar. um, And it was a really intense process. Um, It was Unleash the Power Within. If you ever had the opportunity to go to one of these seminars, I would say go. It changed my life totally. Um, Just absolutely incredible. But the Dickens process, what it is, is you think of your negative belief And then you close your eyes and you envision what this belief has cost you in the past. And you really feel all that pain. 
So all the pain that that belief has cost you, what opportunities did you miss out on? What just because you believe that thing? What are what are the you know health implications that have been in your life? Did you get overweight? Did you isolate yourself? Did you what were the negative things that believing this belief brought you in your past? And then you think about all the negative things that this belief brings you in your present. Right now, why is this belief holding you back? What action is this holding you back from taking? What are the things that you aren't doing today that are setting you back from the life that you want to live because you believe this belief, right? Who are the friends that you've lost because of this belief, right? What are the people saying about you currently in life that you know aren't positive because you believe that belief, right? Who are the people that you are hurting, including yourself, because you believe that belief, And then you go, if you keep believing this belief 5, 10, 15 years in the future, what is it going to cost you? Who are the people that are going to walk out and get fed up in your life? What is is your health going to look like? Are you going to become fat? Are you going to become lazy? Are you going to become absolutely regretful of all the things that you didn't take? Are you going to be poor? Now, you might be thinking, holy shit, Joe, this is intense. And if you're still listening to this, I absolutely commend you. And the reason why we're doing this is because, remember what I said in the beginning in, in this podcast, the brain will do whatever it takes to avoid pain and gain pleasure. So right now, your limiting beliefs, the reason why they're made is because it's designed to steer you away from pain. But if you start associating massive pain through this process to the beliefs that have been holding you back, your brain's going to do whatever it takes to avoid those beliefs. Because it knows, because you're right now you're sitting there, you're visualizing all the things that has cost you in the, in the past, right now, and in the future. And the reason why we do that is because if we, I just told you, think about all this stuff that's brought in the past, your brain's going to say, well, in the future, it's going to get better. Or right now, it's not that bad. Because they're like, let's just face it, there are times where you say, hey, right now is not so bad, but in the future, it could get worse. Or in the future, it could get better, right? But if you say, what will it cause me in the past? What is it costing me now? And what is it will it cause me in the future? What pain will it bring in those three things? Guess what? You can't move. You're fucked. Because you know that in the past, it fucked you. Right now, it's fucking you. And in the future, it's going to fuck you, you know, even harder. So there's nowhere to run. Your brain gets trapped. It's like, fuck this belief. It is painful. And then what you do is you think about a positive belief that replaces that negative belief. And guess what? You do the same thing except you think about what this belief is going to bring you now and what this belief is going to bring you in the future and what this belief has brought you in the past. Or if not you in the past, then other people who have carried out this belief in the past. Okay? You think about all the benefits. What are the things that it gives you? How would you look? How would you feel every single day? Who are the people that you would meet? What are the dreams you would accomplish? What are the businesses that you would start? What's the money you would make? What's the level of fulfillment that you are going to feel? You think about those things. And when I say think about it, you don't just think about it. You fucking visualize it. Fuck me for saying think about it. Nah, you fucking visualize it. Visualize it. Make it exciting because that's how you create that intense emotional experience that I mentioned in the beginning of this episode. And you actually wire the belief into your nervous system because now you associated that limiting belief with pain and this new belief with immense pleasure. And again, the brain's going to do whatever it takes to avoid pain and gain pleasure. So when you set yourself up in that way, you're setting yourself up to win. So this is a very juicy class and this 
honestly will change your life because it changed my life if you actually sit and do this exercise. So what I want you to do is sit and think about any negative beliefs that may have holding you back in your life. And then commit to one or two things. One, every single day, do the process that I laid out. Write the things that go against that belief and do something every single day that totally goes against your belief and try to create doubt in that way. Do that, commit to do that for the next 30 days and I guarantee you after 30 days you're going to feel much less power due to this belief or much less power that this belief has. I don't know, I, I didn't really word that the best way. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. You're going to feel that this belief has much less power over you. There we go, baby. Woo! Sorry for the uh, little bit of tongue twat tied there. I'm getting fired up here. <laughs> Anywho's, commit to that for 30 days. Or, if you're a real badass motherfucker, I would do the Dickens process. Think about a belief that's really been fucking you up in the past and what's fucking you up now and how it's going to fuck you up in the future. Close your eyes, set a timer for like five minutes, do the past. Five minutes, visualize right now what it's costing you. And then another five minutes, what it's costing you in the future. Visualize it, lean into the pain, feel it, make it hurt. Because the more you make it hurt, the more it's going to wire into your nervous system that you should not believe that fucking thing. And then, again, do it with five minutes uh, thinking about what your new belief is that's going to empower you. Think about all the amazing things that, you know, it has brought you in the past. But if it hasn't, right, because, again, you're not really living it out, I would just say, Focus on five minutes of thinking about right now, what would it bring you? And then in the future, what it would bring you and what your life would be like. Ladies and gentlemen, our beliefs shape our fulfillment. Fulfillment is a matter of what we believe to be fulfilling to us. So if we can learn how to see things that are going to fulfill us in a way that leaves us feeling a deeper sense of meaning and purpose and enjoyment in our life, then we're living. We're living because we believe the things that empower us. We do the things that empower us because we believe in things that serve us as opposed to hold us back. So you change your beliefs, you change your life. When you change your life, you start to feel more fulfilled. That is if you're changing your life in a good way. So my friends, I will leave you with that. And if you want me to do any sp other specific topics um, on these solo cast episodes, let me know. I'd be more than happy to teach and educate. And if you have any questions about this topic or anything else that we've talked about here in the Art of Fulfillment, let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram at Joe Corsione or on our official Instagram page at Art of Fulfillment. And I'd be more than happy to help you out with that. But until next time, my friends, create a fulfilling life for yourself. Take care.